You're listening to Two Women and a Business. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Ashwarya, and we're so happy to have you tuning in. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Welcome back to our podcast. So this is episode four, and today we're going to talk about budgeting and business. Yeah, so basically we're going to cover a lot of the things that me and Alyssa have learned managing a business uh, through uh, COVID and just generally tips and tricks that will help you just run your business. Yeah, definitely. So first thing I want to talk about is that majority of small businesses fail in the first year due to the lack of budgeting. So budgeting is super important. And Budgeting and planning as well, because you have to plan out what you want to do, where you see yourself going. You have to plan the months ahead instead of planning for the day or or two days ahead. Yeah, because you don't want to run your pocket dry and start off with like, I don't know, like $10,000. And like within like three months, you're like in the minuses, which is like not good at all. Yeah, and definitely you really and truly want to try for a business that will grow in the future in a sense where as times change it will always be wanted it's always going to be something that people are going to want or be interested in so you want to plan around that as well the time the changes of times for restaurant owners you want to plan your menu based off of seasons so that it's more affordable instead of using items that are imported or that are seasonal that you're on your menu the whole year round. Yeah, it's really important to be innovative. Uh, just stay up with the times. Like I know molecular gastronomy was popping off a few years ago. Um, and some of the restaurants were so successful and so overbooked that they had to close down. But now it's like people are looking at that restaurant for inspiration and in the dishes they create now. So innovation is super important. You have to stay up with the trends. I know like being vegan, keto, like all of that's popping off right now. It's like a super movement to like save the planet, which it's also really good for your body too. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, one thing I wanted to touch on is just using Excel to the best of your abilities, figuring out exactly how you can manipulate Excel, watch YouTube videos, go on Coursera or Udemy, and do little classes on Excel and figure out how to use formulas so that they can do the work for you. Yeah, 100%. I absolutely hate Excel. I don't like using it. My dad does all of that for me. I'm so blessed that he does that for me because like, I do not have the patience like at all to do it. Yeah, definitely. I do all my Excels. <laughs> I do all my accounting, <laughs> <Can't relate>. my <laughs> business relate. plans, everything like that. So definitely, if you need help with that or if you need consulting, I definitely have a consultation fee and everything. You guys can definitely message me on Instagram and I'll figure <laughs> all of that out for you. No worries. Yeah, and something super important to know um, is within the first two years of having your business up and running, you should have made back all the money you invested. So let's say you invested $4,000 into your business. By the time two years hits around, you should have made $4,000 and then some. Because that'll show you how successful your business has been and how financially smart you've been through that process. Yeah, so how you go about doing this is when you do an Excel sheet, you want to do your monthly 
um, income from the business and you write down all the sales you've ever done and ever made and it will tell you how much money you make each month. By the time one month is finished, the second month you're going to duplicate the same thing within the next month's earnings. And it will tell you if you made more money in March or if you made less money in April and kind of figure out why. What I normally tell business owners to do is make a little jotting underneath each cell and state like what happened in that month so that you understand why your sales were lower than the previous year or the years to come. Um, also, I definitely find that having a passive income in the beginning helps because all the businesses that you want to open should become a passive income kind of financial stream to you so that later on in life, you're not overexerting yourself or you're not pushing yourself to be a nine to five kind of thing. You're able to travel, you're able to retire, hopefully by 40, 45, and you're not working for someone and trying to struggle all year round. Yeah, it's super important. Um, it is tough in the beginning. Like for me personally, I had a job and I was trying to run my business. But then what I figured out over time is I was burning out myself in that job. Um, and I couldn't really focus on the business. So it was hard. Uh, but another thing you should also remember is in your first year of your business, you're going to have a lot of expenses. People don't tell you how expensive it is to run a business because you are starting from scratch. You don't have all of the equipment you don't have all the materials you don't have all the ingredients so it is a little bit tough but like don't get scared off by the fact that you do have to put a certain amount of money into your business yeah definitely it's very expensive when you first start your business because you have to pay a graphic designer or you have to do the graphics for your um logo for it by yourself you have to do the printing you have to buy equipment all of that packaging all of that does cost a lot of money and it it does get scary at times but you have to understand you have to spend the money to earn it back 100% and if you do live in Canada um the services that I use here that might benefit you is I use Vistaprint. They're super fast, super affordable, and they always have like deals and discounts on their website. So always like look out for that. Um, another like packaging company I use is called Creative Bag. So you can buy a lot of like boxes, fancy ribbons, like the shredded like paper that you add into packaging. And the last company I use, which is like a double kind of supplier it's called uh flower confections and it's based in pickering so they do have all of the packaging stuff as well as ingredients jamaica i'm sorry i don't really have much for you like oh canada has that much resources i have hot <laughs> off the press i have toppings design and i have a friend of mine named adam armand from armand arts who's an amazing graphic designer that's all I have for you, Jamaica. I'm very sorry that our resources are small. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot to mention the fact that I had two graphic designers actually with my business. So I had Cedric. Um, he has his own uh, graphic design company. I'll talk to Alyssa and I'll, we'll make a post about like our resources and then we'll link all of our um, people that we use to help us so that'll yeah, be helpful definitely. for you guys I know for the podcast we used Adam but for my business for Creme de la Cour, I used a really lovely dear friend of mine Mario Smith <laughs> <laughs> that has not sent me a bill yet so you know I'm 
definitely racking up some funds there with him. 100%. It's definitely easier to use someone who is starting out and help them also start out with their business because it's a lot cheaper. A lot of people tend to overprice their items once they start getting very famous. And I kind of sometimes feel like that's, you know, cheating. You, you're not, you shouldn't do that. Not because people you are in high demand means that you must overcharge people. So mm-hmm. I always look for the smaller companies to work with or collab with. And they're amazing. Yeah. And one thing you should also remember is whoever your graphic designer or your core team that you choose, you need to make sure that you guys get along and you guys have similar visions and similar viewpoints because you don't want to be with a graphic designer or like have a team of people that don't understand your creative vision for your company. So that's also super important and something to remember going forward. Yeah, definitely. You don't want someone who... Okay, so once you get a graphic designer or any kind of person that's working with your business, you want them to listen to you and hear your concerns and not just say, oh, no, I don't like this color. I want it in that color. No, that's a no for me. And we're going to end this little friendship right here and then because this is my business, not yours. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love your concerns and I love your suggestions, but you're not going to try and force me to take something I don't want. Yeah, I ended up losing like a really good friend because of like a business like fallout. But that's because I had to make the best business decision for my company versus uh, thinking about that friendship first. So there are times you do have to pick and choose over your business and your friends. But um, just follow your gut and just make the right choice. That's all I can say. Yeah, and I always say start small and don't spend money you don't have. So don't try and go and get loans or any loans from banks, friends or anything that you can't necessarily pay back in the first two to three years. Um, I always suggest people, if you want like for restaurants in it, hold, become a caterer first. You know, it's a lot cheaper than having a lease attached to your name constantly. For my ice cream, I love the fact that I started with just doing it out of my house. And then maybe one day I will have an ice cream store. I don't necessarily feel like that. I probably have a truck or something because it's a a seasonal thing for Canada. So you have to plan for that as well. You have to plan, do I want a store? Can I operate without a store? How do I operate without a store? How do I grow without a store? You know? Because sometimes face front stores aren't the best things. Yeah. um, In terms of like talking about like making smart moves. Like I know like the real estate market is down now and there's a lot of like freer commercial spaces and a lot of like ghost kitchens to operate out of. But like you need to think about the fact that yes, you can have this space and temporarily it might be cheap. But the world is going to get back to where it was and things aren't going to be cheap. Like I was looking at commercial spaces here in like Mississauga and this place near my house. Alyssa, do you know how much money? $3,000 a month. Ooh, no, that's hefty. Uh-uh. Like, like you better like you better have like over a thousand customers coming in and out to make ends meet, pay your employees and then some like it's so expensive and for me personally, I'd rather pay $3,000 mortgage for a house than I would for a storefront. And I'd rather yeah, work no, from home. That's so true. I'd rather rent an apartment that is larger 
for me to host my business in it mm-hmm. and pay one more one you know rent and stuff like that than pay for two rents my rent at my house and then I rent for a commercial space and trust me it's easier for you to rent a, a, a house and have an indoor dining there or have outside dining there a little small gathering it doesn't have to be this huge thing and it's so much easier because if you're less accessible sometimes for as a, a culinary person people bombard your dates to book to try and get in the smaller your your availability is the more people that wants to book yeah uh, I totally agree with that. It's it's better. You you won't regret it if you start small, you know, like, and even if like things go to shit in two years, you can literally close it up and pretend it never happened versus yeah. like having a storefront. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I'm also the business mind bef- behind all our businesses. Not all. <laughs> I don't do as sure as one, but I do consult when she needs my help. But I always say get someone who is, Spend the money, the good, the money on good things. So spend the money on a good accountant because at the end of the day, when you're filing your taxes or when you're filing for a loan or eventually, or when you're filing for something, some grant or something, they're going to look at your taxes. They're going to want to look at your finances. They're going to go look at all the business back ends that, as to how you make money. And if you don't have someone who does that properly from the beginning, it's going to be the most stressful thing to try and get into order when you are at that point in your time, in your business. Yeah. And you also want an accountant that benefits you. Like they're going to make sure you get the maximum amount of money back. You know what I mean? And it's also an important thing to remember. Like a lot of people write off things in their taxes, like, especially being like a business, like, I know for a fact, like when I when I do get a car, like I can as long as it's branded with my business name plastered all over, I can write that off as a business expense expense. So always like be smart and like talk to your accountant and your friends and other people who own businesses and see the things you can write off because like why not get the money back for it? Right. Yeah. So I always tell people no matter what industry you're in, business books or um, training manuals are the smartest thing ever to get or to invest in. I remember when I used to work at Island Grill, my bosses were so amazing. They always wanted to me wanted me to learn or to get better in life. And they'd go away every so often. And one day they asked me like, hey, do you need anything from the US? And I was like, can I just get books, like culinary books? I don't care what they are, but food, but I tried to get them to buy my food, beverage and labor cost book from George Brown. But I guess that was too much money. But we're not going to get mad at that. <laughs> but they bought me food um, cookbooks from around the world. They bought me an encyclopedia on restaurant training. They bought me manuals. And I was so grateful for it because at the end of the day, it helped my business. It helped me get more organized. Yeah, and it's definitely important to accumulate that knowledge because not only do you accumulate that knowledge, but then when it comes time that you need to share that knowledge and spread awareness for like certain things, like you have the ability to do that, right? Yeah, so if you can save some money on the social media marketing, in a sense where instead of hiring someone, you can learn how to do it yourself, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, I do my photos on my iPhone. 
I remember when I was younger, I was I always told my sister I needed a a Canon DSLR or I need a, a Nikon or whatever brands they are. And she's like, Alisa, that's a $2,000 camera. What are you doing with that, right? And I know a lot of people listening now, they want to start their podcast. And the first thing they say is, I need, you know, the biggest screen for a MacBook. I need, you know, the biggest mic because I see the YouTubers using the road mic. And it's, I'm like, no, I use my headphones. So use your headphones. Start small. Start as much as you don't have to spend money. So if it's that you only have springform pans in your baking kit, only make cheesecake. Perfect every cheesecake recipe, make every different flavor of cheesecake. And then once you've made money from that, then you can introduce something new to your business. Hey guys, coming soon, I'm going to start making ice cream. Once you've done that, you build on your brand, but you start small. Yeah, it's better you start small and don't regret it. Like, I don't know if Alyssa can attest to this, but I have so much equipment because I've collected over the years being at school and then starting my own business. Like when things get busy around Christmas and like really big holidays, like you need to have enough stuff too. So like invest it when the time is right to invest it. Just don't put everything out on the line at once. Yeah. And do a birthday register. You know what I mean? Like just like how you have a baby register and a wedding register, do a birthday register or a Christmas register. Have your family members invest in your business without them knowing they're investing in your business. They can buy the pans, they can buy the baking sheets, they can buy, you know, the big wax paper from Costco. They can buy small items and gift you as a present that will help you save money and earn money. Yeah, it's always important to like ask those things. Like my family doesn't realize this and I don't think they've caught on, but every very expensive electronic item I own other than my cricket, my family bought for me. I haven't let, bought yeah, a let, single one. Hi family, um we're not telling this so that you guys can start buying us the expensive equipment. Um it's so that later on in life, that Louis Vuitton or Burberry cologne or perfume that you wanted, we'd be able to buy it. So yeah. continue spending the expensive monies, please. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think me and Alyssa have covered everything that we wanted to talk about in this episode. So um, I'm signing off. And we just want you to stay tuned for our next episode, which is a little bit more of a deeper little talk that we're going to have. But yeah, have a great week, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.